Hello and welcome. Coming to you from a bunker 40 feet underground. I'm Josh. And I'm John. The third arm just helps you do tasks better. I told you not to stay outside for that long. The water tastes full metallic. I'm sure it did. Get some Radex. It'll help you. But this is the Geek EDC Podcast, where we dive into all things you can geek out about. Hello, my friend. Howdy, howdy. Welcome back. Another Welcome week. Welcome back. Yeah, another week, another dime. Another day. I'm on vacation, so I'm oh, living yeah. it up. You are on vacation for like a while. A month, yeah. A month one, vacation. That one. doesn't even make sense. Even though I am what? about to take one myself here in a couple uh, months. It's like one, one perk of like going, like working for the government for so long. Build up a bunch of... Um, I've never had any job where, like, time off wouldn't expire after the year, like at the beginning of the year. I I never had anything that would roll over like that. Well, for me, it doesn't. I'll just stay maxed out, and then the extra goes to my vacation bank, or to my sick bank, I'm sorry. Oh, right. And then I can save up my sick bank for, like, other stuff. To get sick? Which which has been really prevalent this this year <laughs> yes. for, with my little boy being in kindergarten i hope first grade bodes better honestly um hopefully all the little children have built up a decent enough immune system so that they don't start getting each other sick all the time god that'd be so bad oh i you know um they said it was like the worst year that they've had this year was like the worst year the school's seen in a long time with how many kids were just getting sick all the time Mm. obviously just being indoors so much and all that stuff. And it just, uh, it's one of those things that it really was not, not a fun year. No, I imagine not. It's, I think, I think there's been a lot of sickness going around and stuff. I'm cross my fingers. I've been, I guess I was sick earlier this year, this is the beginning, but I'm feeling, I've been feeling fine for a while. So hopefully that will, I, I'm really hoping that at least lasts through my Japan trip that, you know, yes, no sickness. Or that you don't get sick in Japan. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be sick of any kind, whether it just be like stomach stuff or, you know, a cold or something. But hopefully, you know, it, it's cleaner over there, I would imagine. So I wonder, like, I wonder if you can just drink the water out of the tap there or, you know, if it's like totally different. I don't know. I heard. I, I'm, cur- I'm curious. I'm curious like about like, well, you know how whenever you go to like the beach, even getting like sodas in restaurants because they have a different like their water that used in the. And the soda fountains and stuff is different. Like the sodas will taste yeah. different. So I'm wondering what like sodas and stuff. I don't really drink any sodas, but I feel like I'll have to try some just to see. Oh yeah, how they're different. Yeah, well, you know that's what they say is uh, like a big deal with um, pizza in New York City is that like the water there when they're making the crust is like perfect for it. Like there's like this mineral content in New York City tap water that just makes the crust better. It's like, that's what they say. I don't, uh, I mean, I've never I heard that proud of the pizza, but, uh, well, you've not watched enough food channel things, I guess. I don't watch any food um, channel things. No, you got to, you I, got to I, I, at least some cutthroat kitchen or something. I quit after the first season of iron chef. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Iron chef's never been my thing. I, that was a joke, but wife and I liked, um, cutthroat kitchen. It's got, what's his face? Uh, the guy that you yeah. valeted for. Oh, um, Alton Brown. Alton Brown. Yeah, I drove his car. 
you did drive his car and Alton Brown is on there and it's a, it's a neat show because it's not like other cooking shows. Uh, they give you like $25,000 or whatever at the beginning of it. And then they're like, Hey, you got to make a risotto is for the first dish or something like that. And then they have sabotages that come in and some of them are just horrible. Like I, there was like one where a guy had to like use a snorkel. Like there was like a, a whole table full of water and fish and the prep table was underneath that. So he had to look through like this aquarium and prepare like while laying down, like getting his face wet and breathing through the snort. Like, so it's like all, so you pay money in like a auction, like anybody, you know, going once, going twice out in Brown and then he sells it. I've seen that. Yeah. There's some pretty nasty ones. And he like, I remember people trying to like make dessert and paper bags. Lots of right. I've never been like, I don't really like too many. Like I can't really watch certain cooking shows. Like I don't, I don't like any of the competition cooking shows, like where they try to make cakes or desserts or any of that kind of that, stuff. That's the only one I like. Like generally, now I used to watch uh, Chopped some, but the Cutthroat Kitchen, love it. And then the Great British Baking Show, the regular, just regular old Great British Baking Show, when they have all the contestants on there, I like a lot because it's not, um, it's not Americanized where everybody's like drama 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 like everybody's nice to each other and hugging each other and they're sad to let people go you know uh that's a pretty good one i think i had signed up for a free trial on crunchyroll to see if they had a gundam series on there Ooh, gundam wing that um i watched back on toonami on cartoon network back in the day and that was kind of my first introduction to a gundam series and i was I signed up for like, they had a two week free trial. So I went on there to see if uh, it was on there. It, it is. And that's like the, the, obviously the most high def way to watch it. Um, but we didn't end up watching that. But what we did, what we have ended up kind of binging through because we hadn't watched it in a while was My Hero Academia. Okay. Yeah. Um, we had watched through season four and season five was like about to, was like, you know, soon to come out, but it hadn't yet. And, when I went on the other day, season five and six were on there. So there was two full seasons, and each one's like 20 or 30 episodes. Oh, so wow. there's, there's a good number of stuff there. So we've been kind of burning through those. We're in season six now, and we're burning through it, and things are getting like crazy. Yeah, I remember you telling me about it because we based um, your character like a custom subclass in our Dungeons and Dragons 5e campaign that we run on Saturdays, we based your, your character Tartarus on. Yeah. We, we essentially gave him like in, in the show that people don't know the show is essentially if it takes place in a world where uh, like half the population are born with what they call quirks, which are basically superpowers. Some of them aren't really super power ish. Like they could just be, you know, your head is the shape of a hammer or something, or you're, you are a fish man, or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but they're obviously, you know, when in that world, eventually there will be some, some people that can you know, use their powers for bad and, you know, thus creates the need for people to use theirs for good to quell the crime. And then, you know, it creates this world population of heroes and villains and they have like schools that, you know, teach the kids, the upcoming kids, you know, how to use their powers and train them and all that kind of stuff. So 
it's pretty cool and you get to follow like these this uh um class this class of kids go through this um university of you know learning their powers and growing and then eventually essentially stopping a world-ending evil yeah and, th and there's there's some pretty cool powers and stuff in it yeah i wasn't familiar with it at all so then i kind of built it along the lines of very similar to a warlock class for those that are familiar with the dungeons and dragons and um with the quirks built in and then I, how you got your powers so like one was like celestial involved one was from like yeah you know the elements one was like from like weapon and warlocks have all, all their elder invocations so you have can have lots of different little quirky aspects to you so it kind of just made sense to you know swap out some of that for quirk related type things yeah and it's so it kind of meshed actually pretty well it's worked out well so far i've en i've enjoyed seeing how you play your character especially now that you've kind of respect a little bit uh due to mm -hmm. some in-game events um yeah that's neat. yeah we've we've been uh binge through that if you know anybody's looking for a new anime to check out uh check out my hero academia i would highly recommend it it's 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 really good well that's one of it's one, it's one of the only really animes that i've even actually watched like multiple things of in many years it, it's interesting you brought up gundam wing because i saw gundam on something the other day like it's on netflix or something now like the original gundam i can't remember where mm. i saw it at but it well, I've only seen one episode of Gundam Wing. I remember watching it in a like hotel, like before we left or like during the day or something like that or at nighttime. I remember thinking it was so cool. Never really got to watch any of it. And then I watched, I, I, used, I had wound up with two Gundam Wing toys when I was little, mm. two different Gundams, which I thought were, I never really got into the lore of it or any of that. Yeah, the Gundam Wing specifically, like, there's, there's, I don't even know how many iterations there are of that show. Like, there's 30 or 40 different Gundam series, you know, dating back to, like, the 80s in, in modern day ones as well. But, um, Gundam Wing specifically, um, I haven't watched it all the way through in a while. I might do that at some point soon, but, um, because I remember enjoying it. But there's definitely, of the Gundam series, it has some lower moments because there's a lot of like political stuff in it oh yeah a lot of kind of like i don't know how else to describe it kind of like making me think of like some of the early star wars like the the prequel star wars kind of how there's like you know, it talks about senates and you know certain governments and all those kinds of things so there's a lot of that a lot of some just kind of talking going on stuff. but then every now and then then you do get the the gundam fights and they're pretty cool well, I love that. I actually, I like, you know, I don't need flashy lights all the time. You know, like this isn't directed yeah. towards you, but I feel like as a society, we've almost gone to like, you know, we we get instant satisfaction all the time. And so when things are drawn out a little bit, especially for the purpose of like telling a story and narrative purposes, um, even though it'll build a better product, I think sometimes I feel like people just want flashy lights, cute things. And um, I don't necessarily like that. I remember seeing, I've seen a bunch of YouTube clips of this movie called the Royal Space Force, Royal Space Force, the wings of anime or something like that. I've wanted to watch that one. That one looks pretty mm -hmm. dope. It's, there's like a pretty cool, like fighter jet scene in it. I've, that I've mm -hmm. watched several times. I've, I've been interested in that, but you know, I'm, I'm also, not a huge anime guy. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really watch 
I haven't really seen a ton of. My wife's seen so many more than I have. Um, we've talked about, you know, watching through a few of them before we go to Japan just so that we can walk in a store and be like, oh, I actually recognize what this thing is. And we're not just completely overwhelmed with tons of anime characters that we have no idea who they are. But um, kind of similar to, to Gundam, I've, I've, I, it's, I have never seen it, but I've kind of wanted to go back and watch some of the Robotech stuff as well, like the Macro Saga. Um, I played a Robotech game on the GameCube that was super fun. It, it, like you could have space battle, you could have like fighter or like fighter dog fights in space with these fighter jets and stuff, and you could outfit them different ways with different like missile systems and like uh, ordinances and stuff. It was super fun, but then you could press a button and transform into just the robot and have a have a gun, and you could just shoot the stuff as a robot. So that was pretty fun. So, yeah, I might check out some other giant robot things. But I, I that's, uh, I, I get to see like a, the life size Gundam they have down there, Taito City. Yeah, throwback. We've watched that before. We've talked about that at least once on the yeah. podcast before. I'm sure I've mentioned it many times. I'll probably mention it a few more before we leave because I'm just excited to see the. I, I, I'm, I'm going to take my nice DSLR camera too, and I, I'd like to get a nice like HDR wide angle photo of it as well at night. I think that would be pretty cool. Heck yeah. And I, you know, after this coming Saturday, which is the 29th, uh, be expecting on our Instagram, uh, which is the geeky at geeky DC podcast on Instagram. Uh, I'll be posting some of my vacation adventure and I'll, I'll be like an influencer and throw some food up or something like that. We'll see. Ooh. I can't promise it's going to look good, but uh, expect to see it. So excited oh, yeah. about that. <laughs> If you want, you can send me any of them and I'll throw them in Photoshop we'll and touch them make up. them look all okay. fancy. I like it. Um, you know, one thing I've been watching recently um, is Alone again. Have you ever watched Alone on the History, the History Channel show? That's that's like where they're out there by themselves just trying to survive. As long as they can, the last person that taps out usually gets $500,000. Yes. I, I, I've seen, that's another one that I may have seen like an episode out of this season or episode out of that season or just clips on, you know, that went viral, but I've, that's never, I've never like sat and like watched the season of it or anything. Well, it's, it's one of my favorites and I think it's probably my favorite reality, quote unquote reality series because it's, right. I, it is just them with their own camera equipment against nature. I probably would like it if I, if I watched it, I've just never taken the time to, it kind of gives me that. Uh, survivor man Les Stroud vibes before yeah. he started searching for Bigfoot. Yeah. So the one that we're watching right now, there's there's one season out that's ongoing right now with History Channel, but it's not been posted to any of the subscription services that we have. And I don't feel like Google Cat like Chromecast again right now. So we'll probably just save that for vacation or something like that. Maybe get like some episodes in the evening time. But we're watching one that's uh they've brought back veterans of the show and the goal is just to get them to survive 50 days. And they brought, normally they bring them like a few weeks before, a few weeks to a month before winter hits in most of these places. And this one, they're dropping them off right in the middle of it. And like, just can you go 50 days? So whoever, you know, everybody that goes 50 days, I think they win something. And uh, they've already lost a couple people on like day five or something like that. Um, yeah, I don't know if it was an episode of Alone or some other survivor type show like that but i was at someone's house for some event and that was on and there was one of those shows on and it was like towards the beginning of the season and there was some chick 
that she had a little like hand axe and she hit her hand as she was trying to chop wood and just completely just like gashed open her hand. I don't like, and it was like, it might've been, it was like the first day or in the first couple days or something. Yeah. I don't think there's, I don't think that's happened there. Um, I don't, I don't think there's been any injuries that bad. It seems people get like broken bones and that kind of thing. That's pretty bad. Uh, yeah, but nothing like nothing. Well, maybe there was one where the girl like lacerated herself. But yeah, it was like not too long after they had been, and she was she was just so upset. Not even that she just almost chopped her thumb off, but that they had just got there and she already has to leave. Yeah, like they had to medevac her out. <laughs> Which is that is so frustrating. There was one, I think it was season three, and it was in Patagonia down in Argentina, and there was a I remember there was a girl there, a woman there who was doing the show and she was like a really hippie lady and she was one of my favorites to win because she was like lat she she was really good at scavenging she was really good at find like you know fishing and then she made her own sauna which i thought was awesome and then she wound up getting bit by like some brown recluse or something like that and her like she, you could see like her hand was like swollen and scabbed up and then she created her own poultice and was like putting it on there, trying to keep it from, but then she eventually got medevaced because she, her, she's going to lose her hand. Much. Yeah. That's, I wish you guys could have seen Josh's face. He was not happy with that. Yeah. I made a face just then. That's like worst nightmare. Yeah. But you know, in watching that, that kind of brought me to like, I had an idea for our show today and I thought, you know, what are some things that we would take along? So for those that aren't familiar with alone, mm. uh, in the show, they have a list of items they can bring. Uh, they don't get everything on the list. They kind of pick and choose. Like, you know, maybe you get either fishing hooks or you get uh, bow and a couple arrows like that. So um, I thought maybe we could play that ourselves and then okay. also take it a little bit more extreme and start playing maybe what what are some things we would want the classic desert island game or even worse Ooh, like going full-on apocalyptic scenario yeah this week we're geeking out about apocalypse edc oh okay i'm down well i guess just starting out full disclosure neither one of us are survival experts no by any means no but we are survival Im- imagining <laughs> yeah we're we are uh survival <laughs> we've done a lot of hypothesis yeah. this yeah yeah so theorists maybe the- survival That's theorists. Just, it sounds like a more it sounds like a more real it word, does it does like like uh whenever you're watching ancient aliens and they're like ancient astronaut theorists you know surmise it's just people are like right. what if what if they came down and they landed on the pyramids which is stargate which i love also but you know that's what it is uh Right, so we we've done what word means. we've never done some actual surviving, but we've sure thought about it a lot. So before. we have camped, yeah. So we'll we'll come from that from that basis is yeah. And we survived at Brown Mountain after seeing a crazy light show and almost dying. See our Brown Mountain Lights episode if you want to hear about that. Um, right. So yeah. So first off, like, uh, yeah. Let's keep it like kind of at a at a middle. Yeah, you're you're at an at an island. Or something yeah you can are we how many items do we get to take five well let's let's talk like in general first like let's say so we're gonna i think we should ramp it up as we go so first my first scenario would be that we are surviving like 
deep woods here, like in Western North Carolina, like, or, you know, woods of North America, that kind of thing. What would be like, so, let's go with like eight items. Cause I feel like somewhere between five to that you would probably want to bring with you. Uh, if you had to like, if, if you got lost off the Appalachian trail or, you know, your helicopter went down. Right. You like go on, going on a, you're going on a hike on a little, uh, backpacking trip or some kind of hike and you end up you know, getting too far in and it starts to get late and you can't find your way out. Which, you know, story I heard, there was a woman who was on the Appalachian trail and she wound up getting lost and she built a tent and it seems like she survived for like 30 days, but then she wound up dying just to the elements and stuff. And it, she was like a hundred yards away from the trail. They found mm. her. So, That's a shame. That is a shame. So, hey, don't go out there. Don't listen to us. Disclaimer, don't listen to us and think you can do it because we don't know what we're talking about, but you should listen to us anyway. Right. It's just entertainment value. Now, going with that, like, my brain immediately just goes to the things I would take would essentially prevent me from ending up in a situation. Yeah, but you, this is the thing. You're already in the situation. You know, like you're in the situation. This is what you have. Maybe those things that you would, would keep you from being in that situation have been destroyed. Maybe that was in one bag. Because, like, the first thing that pops in my head is um, Hunter's Tack, which are little, they're just like a little pushpin thumbtack that has a reflective surface on it. That as you hike in on a trail, you're usually hunting, like, but you hike in on a trail. You put them on the backside of trees as you're walking, and then if you got if it got dark when you're in there, you know as you're trying to find your way back out, you can just shine a flashlight and it'll reflect off of the hunter's tacks, and you could just follow that trail back out the way you came in. Okay, well I love it. I think that you could still use that. Like if you were, if let's say your helicopter crashed and you're in the you middle, at least know where you've been. Exactly, you at least know where you're because last thing you want to do is make a campsite and then not be able to get back to it where all your stuff is in the first place, right? Right. So, okay, hunter's tax. I like that. That's a pretty unique and neat idea. I like that's one of those things that is is useful and it is is great. But I, you know, if I as I go through it and make the list, if I'm limited to eight things, that that would probably be one of those things that would get left that would get pushed off eventually. Makes sense. What well, what would be your first item? Let's 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 do this almost kind of like as a draft that we each kind of. Picking items. We can pick the same item, obviously, but... Okay. Uh, like I think a uh, sturdy hand axe is, like, up there. Mm -hmm. um, a... a sturdy hand axe. So, now, with a hand axe, would, would you find that more useful than, say... Like, it would technically be two items, but they're kind of more specialized in having a, essentially, a camping knife, like a bigger, you know, th thick-spined camping knife and one of those like folding saws like the big folding saws type of thing um i would say like what is that barfoot brant brooks or something like that i can't remember mm -hmm. what norwegian company i'd rather have that specifically and then maybe a smaller knife i think mm -hmm. um but for sure like it because you know I feel, but, I, I like chopping stuff. I like crosshatching sure. wood. I mean, I, 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 if we're going to chop wood, if I'm going to a buddy's house and they're going to chop, I like using an ax more than a log splitter. So what if, 
I modify our scenarios that we're going into slightly differently and you know it is it, it might in a sense be a somewhat co-op therapy situation for us okay and that we're out there together okay i like that a lot actually so we're out there together and so it, it it's us you know geeks fight better together that's true so and shop better together. you know exactly so we take our co-op experience throw it out into the wilderness and so now we can you know there may be an item like that like if you pick a hand axe then i could pick a folding saw perfect all right. And so that you have kind of some recovering multiple bases there. And a lot um, like a large one too, like a maybe about well, 20 inch my, or plus. So we'll just start back from square one here. So your first thing is a, is a hand axe. Yes. My first thing would be a, a camp knife. Camp knife. Okay. All right. So camp knife. Yeah, for like, you. like a bigger thick spined camp knife so that you could essentially um, baton through wood if you need to, but you could, it's also, you know, dexterous enough that you could kind of just get shavings to create some tinder off of wood i'm gonna gonna write these down on on a note thing as we're going through him that makes a lot of sense we're super organized here at the podcast i am you are um so camp knife for you hand axe for me i think the next thing i'm gonna go with that i feel like will be very useful would be the old bundle of 550 your standard like 100 mm. foot length 550 cord and i'll tell you in watching some cordage some corded in watching that uh alone show they they had that as an option one where people brought it and they almost all immediately took off that outer like colored layer yeah and began just using those strings inside and then i even saw <laughs> i think there was one guy who legitimately he dyed his hair a bunch of different colors before he went on the show and then was cutting his hair with like these pink green spots and using them as lures in the water. (laughs) So he thought about it that far ahead that he dyed his hair to do that. So for me, next item I'm going to say is is the 550 cord. Uh, I'm not, that is ingenious. I feel like he's cheating the system a little bit, but that is smart. And so, you know, like the, (laughs) <laughs> yeah it was pretty wild and it worked too he actually caught some fish with it. so 550 cord for me and not because i'm like a stan you know like it's making all the 550 cord bracelets and stuff like that those are cool and to each their own but um i just 550 cord is useful especially as cordage cordage is, is very useful so uh on that vein my second item will be a big tarp okay I like that. So the the cordage is nice, but having a big tarp in conjunction with that, now you've got a shelter. You've got a shelter. Yes. And you can make a lean to, you can make an A-frame. Yep. You can use that 550 to run from one tree to another. And then you could even get some sticks to use as stakes on the corners of the tarp. And, you know, just have an A-frame pulled taut on all four corners. Now you can get out of the rain, the weather, out of the wind, and... You know, because you can only survive three hours in harsh conditions. You know, really, really harsh conditions. So that is a some shelter of some kind. You know, not just being a, a leaf built to lean to. You know, yeah. you have something a little more waterproof, a little more windproof. I think would be really good. And so, in that vein, my third item would be 
another tarp <laughs> of probably equal or a little bit smaller size and maybe with like uh like a lime like with a brightly colored brightly colored tarp uh, like like a fluorescent orange tarp yes because if there's anything i've seen in that show it's just that yeah you can't have enough tarps yep yeah so that's, yeah that, that's the thing and it's one of those things it's a force multiplier that like if you, you when you go from one tarp to two then like your you know crafting catalog expands like multiple pages depending on what you can make now yeah and even if it's just having the same A-frame, but now you've got one on the ground to get you up off of the dirt and the cold ground to separate you from that, that makes a big difference. That's a huge difference, yeah. Okay, so that's my third item. What's your third item? A big lighter. A big ladder? Yes, a big ladder. No. <laughs> a big lighter, okay. A big lighter. <laughs> I want a big ladder. In case a bear comes up, I can just... You know, go up. I guess they can climb trees. They can climb so, trees too. You I can smack him with a ladder. You can smack him with a ladder. Yeah. If I see a bear trapped in a tree, I'll put up the ladder. He can climb down. I can <laughs> save a bear. Then he'll be my friend, and we'll hunt food together. That's right. Help us scavenge. Yes, I will okay. use an animal companion on the bear. So why why a bic lighter versus a like like uh, a flint and steel or. Like uh, even like like flicking like the flick open lighters. You oh, know, like uh, a Zippo lighter. Zippo, yeah. Uh, a, a big lighter is it? It's one of those things that you know, if it's got fuel, it it tends to just work. It's super lightweight. You know, you don't have to refill it. You know, you don't have any chance of the liquid like leaking out. I had a Zippo lighter one time, and it it the uh, lighter fluid in it would eventually just evaporate. And oh, whereas I've had Bic lighters that I've had for like 10 years and they've still got stuff and work in them. Okay. So, so but a, yeah. like that, as opposed to a ferrocerium rod or something so that, cause it's just, it's easy. You flick it and you, you light some tinder and you're done. You don't have to sit there scraping the stuff off first and then try to make sparks. Like that's cool for the bushcraft thing. <laughs> but when we've got Bic lighters, like just, just light it and you're done. Mm, I love that. So third item for you, Bic lighter. So let's go, I think we should only go to, if we're doubling up, maybe we only go to five, five. or six items. Yeah, since we get so, to, to go back, we're doing it as a team, we, we can, we'll go five. I think fourth item's got to be like a really cold, uh, really um, cold weather rated sleeping bag. Oh, like a, like a minus 40 sleeping bag or something? Hmm. Well... I, I guess we're sharing. <laughs> well, if, if we're sharing, you won't need, you're going to burn up because baby, I put off some heat. I'm sure you do. I do. Well, you know, like you could technically unzip it all the way and it could be one giant quilt for us if you yeah, wanted. Get like a whoopee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, yes, the sleeping bag's pretty, so that was your fourth item you said? That was my fourth item. Hmm. My... I may, I may end up making that my fifth, depending on where this goes, but my fourth is going to be a Catadyne Hiker Pro water filtration system. Okay. That just took away my five, yeah. Yeah, you got to have, again, like, you can survive like two weeks without food, but only like three days without water. Well, I could survive without food for years. <laughs> I've been planning for this hibernation trip for a long time. I can survive like till about dinner. And you'll be hangry. Yeah, and then like my stomach wants to eat itself. <laughs> They'll come across our campsite 
and we'll both just be dead from like you'll you'll have axed you'll have sawed me and I'll have axed you just because it, you're it's so gonna angry. be the classic old cartoon trope where after like a day I'm gonna look at you and you're gonna look like a hamburger and you're gonna look <laughs> at me and I'm gonna look like a hot dog. <laughs> 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 or even the, or like a pie, you know, like when the, like the little hand yeah. comes in and be, it starts beckoning me towards you. I'm just gonna be like um, a Swiss cake roll. <laughs> you're you're gonna burn your finger, and this is gonna happen. I'm like, oh, hot dogs. Mm. Um. So okay, so the water filtration, because I think that one specifically would be good for that one. That would do both of us, right? Oh yeah, like it, it's the like thing you you put the hose in in the lake or the river or whatever. And then it's just a pump that you just you just pump, and it has another tube That's that you perfect. can put into a bag or a cup of some kind or bowl or whatever. So, on that vein, my my fifth item might end up being an algae. <laughs> we'll see. Ooh, that's not bad. Well, so my fifth item would be just like maybe a couple pint or couple quart, you know, like cooking vessel. Like a pot with a lid. Pot with oh, just lid. A, like just a stainless steel, just like a, a good old pot. Pot with a handle and a lid. That would be, I mean, yeah, because then, oh, I guess we do have like a, a a camp knife and a hand axe for hunting. It would be nice to have like a legit bow, but. It, it, I mean, mm. I agree with that. Now, with the hope that you could do something with like the cordage and maybe fish if there's water nearby. Or create like a deadfall trap or something. Deadfall. I feel like I'm. You and I are just woodsy enough to do a deadfall trap. Maybe not super good. Like I'm sure the Paiute wouldn't let us hunt with them, but I'm sure it's decent enough. You know. Right. So that's that was your fifth item. That was my fifth item. And I'm actually gonna go grab my fifth item. All right, I'm back. So all right, I went and grabbed my fifth item because I had it in the other room, and my fifth item is actually a book. And that book, book is, it? is the National Geographic Complete Survival Manual. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Do it. Duh. Like why not? Yeah. Yeah. It's got, let's see here. Um, at least, oh, that's just a bunch of maps. That's handy. Um, at least 319 pages of survival information. Oh, so, yeah. That's perfect. That would be my fifth choice because. Yes. With that plus our other things, I think we'll we'll make it. Oh yeah, that, I think that that is like a super. That that is a great great idea because it would be so. My <laughs> wife and I like you know she's a she does a lot with botanicals and she's got books on like local plants and I have a big book on like local plants as well. Right, what you can use them for. So that's like a great idea. Yeah, I mean, like, and I've kind of like glance through here there's it, it's it's that kind of thing that it has like everything you could think of prepping food in the rainforest and, and first aid and anything that you could think it has it by different like climates and stuff like temperate forest or oh that's so smart. other type of thing so it's yeah a wealth of information yeah that's super smart uh so what do you think are we gonna survive you think we we think we're surviving for how, how long, long are we surv like how long is it till rescue a couple days. Well, I don't know. That's the, mm. that's the thing. How long do you think we could survive for with that? Having used a backup food source, a couple weeks. All right. So I think a couple weeks is I, all right. I I like it. I like it. It feels like that uh, doomsday preppers where they're like, right. Then they tell Here's you what's your survival your rating score. <laughs> Security gets a two for no actual weapons. 
<laughs> exactly. Yep. Water procurement uh, gets an eight for water filtration, but you could mm-hmm. use a vessel to add to your system. Which I I've got the. I mean, you got a pot. You know, we could just yeah. Got a pot. They use and... the pot on on alone all the time. All right, perfect. I like it. All right, let's move on to the next scenario. All right, so I think we'll do okay surviving in the woods around here, but this mm. is apocalyptic EDC. Right. So, in this scenario, round two. Round two. The living dead have risen. Zombies, if you would like. Oh, now, no. even though it's been overdone, they're here. You and I have been part of a community of survivors, mm. maybe for four or five months. We understand the lay of the land. Things have gone to crap. And, uh, you know, we are. Um, we have not yet been zombified. We've not been. We've not yet been zombified. However, time has come for you and I to venture forth on a supply run. We're the ones tasked with this uh, objective. Right. We have to go four miles, eight miles round trip, four miles to a local shopping mall. Is this like, how urban setting is this? Is it like kind of where we're at around here? Or is it like city or kind of just rural town well we'll say medium-sized city so like we're kind of where we're close we we kind of close to where we live to you know other cities like a comp we're gonna say city of a hundred thousand people ish right so you have your very distinct center of town like downtown area yeah and then maybe on the outskirts there you got like or you know somewhere just tucked away you've got the mall right right Okay. So I've got an idea. So to decide how many items we're going to be able to take, I'm going to roll a D6 on roll 20 right now. Oh. Okay. I was going to say we don't even have a number of items. We just kind of come up with some things that would be useful to have, but we'll see what like, we roll. Let's see. I think we let fate decide. You roll a one. I guess we'll see. Maybe we can just Wait. do multiple rounds with different rolls. That's true. Okay. Uh, so for this. This round, we'll roll the T6. Five. Oh, okay. Was giving me a five. All right. So we rolled a five. So we have five items we're taking with us on the supply run. I chose last time first, but you'll choose first this time. So this being a you know, different scenario, is it, it's not really a you're caught out unaware and have to survive kind of thing. You've got a home base. You have a place where you live where all your stuff is, and like you're going out and just coming back. And we'll say yeah. that we are dressed appropriately and we have backpacks that can haul the goods that we need. Like we have decent backpacks, whatever backpack. So we have like a hiking backpack that, and that doesn't count as an item. Yeah. Our boot, like our, none of our clothing or that count towards like decent hiking shoes and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. All right. Item one. And this is, this is a zombie apocalypse kind of deal, right? The zombies are out. They are infected. They are the atypical, classic, slow-walking zombies. There are no variants. Um, Good. I say zombie. There's only one type of zombie in my head. Like there's infected, or whatever you want to call them, like World War Z stuff. But no, zombie is like the Walking Dead kind of zombie. Well, that's yeah. kind of what I. Slow shambling, 
you know, reacts to loud noises mm-hmm. type of thing. In that case, my first thing is a compound bow. Ooh, okay. Compound bow, and are you using the arrows as a second item, or are you going to try to, like, lump that into one? I would say, like, if you I, only I, had the number of arrows that fit into, like, the... I was saying, there's um, a little, like, things you can attach them on the side. You could put, like, mm-hmm. three to four or five four. arrows or something like that. Yeah, that's... I, I, would, I would have those at least. Any style or <clears throat> brand or anything like that? I, I don't know brands that well on them, but I just know it like a compound bow, so it's a little, you know, easier to shoot. And it's obviously much quieter than a firearm. Yeah. Um, so I would, I would take a, a bow and arrow. Bow and arrows. Okay. As your first item. <clears throat> so because ultimately we're going out to get supplies, but if we don't make it back alive, what's the point? What is the point? That's right. So my first item would be, Probably a suppressed Ruger 10-22 rifle, semi-automatic, 22 caliber, long rifle, very quiet, ammo is easy to find, that kind of thing. That would probably be my first item. Uh, I don't think I need any sights on it, so I'm just going to leave it as is. So we'll just call it a suppressed Ruger 10-22. Uh, maybe with just a, like one of the 25 round magazines or something like that. I would say I'll I'll even go to add my two right now, I will say probably a brick of at least a hundred rounds. Mm. Okay. What's your number two? Um, mine would be a integrally suppressed Ruger Mark four. The little 22 integrally suppressed pistol. That was yes. good. I had already had that set up that I, I was, you know, going to say, um, yeah, I've got my bow, but you know, you can only shoot that thing so fast. And if you get yeah. caught in a corner and there's a horde of some kind, I want to be able to drop, you know, five to ten of them fairly quickly. Oh, and yeah. a pistol's small, oh, yeah. you know, those things I could have it in a small little holster. You know, it's not going to weigh me down or anything. I would, I would give the caveat that if you have a firearm, you're allowed, you know, a couple magazines. Because okay. there's, there's no real extra weight or, and stuff. And like, like with the bow, you get a couple arrows. With that, you get, you know to three magazines okay well fair enough okay so i'll go back to my number two and i'll change it my number two would be the gladiator the gladius Bowie knife from texas rebel blacksmith that's specific i I just think it's super dope and i want one but that would be it looks like a glad like a roman gladius sword but it's a it's like a i say now slash Bowie knife Due to your specificity, that is now an item that will make it into the show notes <laughs> that I'll have to dope. have a link to so other listeners can look it up and, and go to the website, geekETCpod.com, and look under the show, and you'll see the show notes, and you can see a link to that item. Yeah, it's a pretty, it is a, like a big, beefy knife. I feel like it could do, you know, for, for what we're, what we're doing. That would be kind of like what I'm, what I'm bringing for like a large. Oh, I see you. just sent me a picture of it. 18 inches. Wow. Double edged. Yep. That would be pretty sick. Yeah. And it looks like a, looks like a Roman gladius knife. Yeah. People, if there was other survivors out there, they'd be like, 
oh, dude, that is a cool knife. And I'm like, thank you. And then we become friends over it. Hmm. Or they would try to take it and I'd have to shoot them from behind. Yeah, either one. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so that, that was what, that was your number two, you said? That's or? my number two, yeah. Since you said we're taking magazines with us, number two. Yep. Okay, my number three will be a, like, 32-ounce algae. Okay. With, with, with water? Just, with some water in it. Just because, yeah, it, it's four miles, but, you know, that's, that might be a slow move in four miles. And that'll, that might could take you all day. So, you know, you got to have something to keep you hydrated. Okay. I'm going to go Life Straw filtration system. Oh. I'm going to bring the Life Straw with me just so I can stick it wherever and drink so some the, up. You know, back of the toilet. Yep. Kind of thing if you need to. Yep. Find a, we go in the, the, the mall, find a mall restroom and, you know, just, Siphon what you can out of the, the back of the toilets. Yep. Lightweight, easy to use filtration system. Just put it in my backpack or put it in my pocket. Good to go. I like it. I like that a lot. All right. What's, hmm. your, what's your number? Was it my number three? Four. Yeah, my number four. Your number four. Now we're getting into some stuff because we've got our like self-defense things. We've got a couple little like just survival stuff. I would probably be, bring a set of bolt cutters. Smart. Because if we need to get in a, hmm, my brain is, is torn between bolt cutters and a set of lock picks. Those could be loud, whereas uh, lock picks could be pretty quiet. They'd open multiple types of doors. But here's the deal. If you bring yeah. lock picks, then there's a scenario where I have to protect you while you try to, um, while you try to you have, lock you have pick like it. A, a I have a mission. Yes. Yeah, like three minutes. And defend against the that. waves for three minutes. Yeah. Exactly. I hate those. I hate those missions. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with the set of uh, bolt cutters. If anything, too, you could use those to cut off through. You know, make a circular cut through like a chain link fence and cut a yeah, hole, a or, hole into them. Or if you think about like the like the kind of grating doors that come down, like when people close up the malls, you know, they have those. Oh yeah, steel. yeah. I feel like you could probably cut through that. Maybe. Mm, maybe. Could I could they have a lock at the bottom? But anyway, I'll go with bolt cutters. That'll be my. Is that fourth item? That was fourth item. So fourth item for me, I think, would be good flashlight. Little pocket flashlight. I've got a. Uh, What about a headlamp instead? Your hands are free. Headlamp be fine. The only issue is that it's harder to turn off in a pinch. But with a headlamp too, you could have. Well, no, there's zombies. It doesn't matter. I was gonna say you could have like the, the just the red light setting. Yeah. Or it comes the on. Light setting. I think that I would <clears throat> maybe even one that maybe on my 1022 rifle, I've got like a little slot where I could put it in that as well. But I would say definitely a light. Um, I just bought like a nice little O light the other day that I like pretty good. It's like 2800 lumens or something like that. Pocket clip. It's pretty great. Rechargeable. Nice. Yeah, a flashlight because yeah, because if you are definitely out past the dark, you need some kind of. Well, I mean, obviously we're we'll drawing attention, mall. but yeah, if you're in the mall, dark. I was giving, having flashbacks to Escape from Tarkov. Ooh, yeah, exactly, exactly. How <laughs> Escape from Tarkov is a good thing. There's no, there is no uh, power. You know, the mall, the lights are out. 
you know. Oh, that just um, put a lot of context on how to think about this scenario for me. Yeah. Is thinking about us running through that mall and escape from Tarkov. Oh, God, so stressful. Very stressful. But, you know, thankfully, I feel like it'd be less stressful with zombies. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> slow walking zombies for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like that'd be way less stressful because <laughs> one, they can't shoot back at you. Hmm. Yeah. Flashlight. So that's your fourth item? That's my fourth item. Good, right. decent flashlight, pocket flashlight. You know, and I'm also pretty good. Like, some, I'll cover the front with my hands sometimes, mm-hmm. and it does a really good job of like, and I can just kind of let out light by opening my fingers up. I use that or sometimes. Mm. I do that sometimes, but just to look at the veins through my hand. There you go. Just because it's cool. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I know with certain, some of those lights, I, I don't know if the O lights have them or not, too, that they have that S clip so that you could just clip it on yes. a, a head, the bill of a ball cap as well. That use it as might. A one I bought the other day that does it has that same exact S clip yeah. on it. Yeah, so multi use there. You cover both bases. Cool. All right, last item. Last item. Are we gonna make it to the mall and back? Right. That, that's, I'm trying to debate. Like, I don't. For me personally, I'm almost tempted to bring food. Like, I don't know if I would need to bring food or if we could find some there. But just and like being as realistic with the scenario as I can. Knowing myself and my body, if I went too long without eating, my stomach would start growling so loud that it might would give away our position. I'd be I'd be upset we haven't found what we need to find. But what would be? I'm trying to think of the most like silent snack. What's a really silent? What's a really because like you know most snacks you could think of like pop tarts or something. They all have foil wrappers of some kind that are always loud, or like a bag of chips. They're always way loud. And what's what's the quietest snack you could eat? You could have pocket fig newtons. <laughs> <laughs> Those are pretty quiet to eat. Except when you get them stuck in the top of your mouth. And you're right. Like, and then you're just eating bees, too, so. Not too Either flavor. I'm talking about maybe the strawberry ones. They're wasps, by the way, but strawberry. Like, yeah, wasps. The other flavor of fig newtons. I like those. Those are good. I haven't had those in a long time. Fig newtons are a quiet snack. Now I'm just thinking of other, like, what's another quiet snack? I mean, other than just, like, a I mean, piece of bread. I mean, pop tarts are quiet. I would, I'd probably. I mean, if you're out of the wrapper. I might would just make like ah, I know what it is. I'm just gonna bring a jar of peanut butter. That is jar of peanut butter is smart, Josh. A jar of peanut Very butter, smart. and I'm I'm gonna because we, you know, batched in the magazines with the gun. I'm gonna batch in a spoon. <laughs> oh yeah, with the peanut butter. Is that that that's quiet opening stuff, and you could just get get, get some protein from that. Super quiet. Your mouth's going to be kind of gummed up, but you know, that's, that's fine. Yeah, that, that's perfect. That and wash it down with your Nalgene. Oh, exactly. Boy, is this an apocalypse or is this a vacation? I do. Um, I'm about to go get my peanut butter right now. Um, so for me, I'd say last item would be, ooh, it would almost, I don't want to use cordage again because I feel like that's, mm. I don't want to use it back to back, but maybe, Thick black duct tape. Oh, like Gorilla Tape? Yeah, like thick Gorilla Tape or something like that. What, in what scenario do you see that being useful in the venture out? Well, to hold things open, to hold things shut, to duct tape a bad guy, to... You, you know, could subdue a zombie with some duct tape. Easy. 
Well, that's the, you could like yeah. That's what I'm saying. You could put it at like a foot, like run, run it like around level. their head a few times, around their mouth, and then tape Scooby their hands do behind it. them. Yeah, just Scooby Doo. We go in different doors, all with duct tape, and yeah. Oh, I was thinking that you just put the tape on them, and I just spin the zombie really quickly, and they just like yeah. spin like a top, and you just hold the the roll of tape, and it just wraps them all up, mummified. I even imagine being able to tear it and make like a thick, you know, thick piece out of it by folding it a bunch. And, you know, using it as a wedge for a door or something like that. I don't know. I just feel like I would need some type of. The the image that popped in my head is. Going through one of the, you know, those push bar doors where you like, like push the bar in the middle and it opens a little latch. Yes. You yes. Put that on the, or push on it. the door. Latch. Yeah. You put the tape over the latch so that it doesn't latch back closed loudly. Mm-hmm. It just, the door just shuts quietly back. Okay, roll of duct tape. I like it. Roll of Gorilla Tape. Yeah, roll, roll of Gorilla Tape. Not sponsored by Gorilla Tape. <laughs> no. All right, number five for you. That, that was five. Oh, that was five? Oh, yeah. that was five. Yeah. The peanut butter, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah the peanut butter. Hangry, well, hangry boy. Well, not, okay, not with my so, peanut butter. <laughs> so, I think, do we make it, Josh? Do we oh, make it yeah. to the mall? We definitely make it there. And do we make it back? So that's the like getting in the mall is the hardest part. I think I'm pretty we, I quiet. Think we make it back. You're pretty quiet. Suppress 1022. I've seen you do ninja rolls before. Yeah, I'm a big man, but I can still do ninja rolls. Uh, you know, I think that the Texas Rebel Blacksmith Gladius Bowie knife, <laughs> which is also not a sponsor, I think, I think it's going to have some black goo on it somewhere from, from maybe a zombie or two. Like you're just. I, that's going to be our problem is you're going to be like, let me just take out one before we head back. You're not going to go that whole way and at least not use the Bowie knife on something. Like, He's right there. He's just shambling. He's by himself. Let me just go from behind sneak attack. That does, that does describe a zombies walk perfectly. Shambling. He's yeah, shambling. Shambling and ambling. Um, okay. I think, I think we survive four miles there, four miles back. I think we survive. I think we get there. We get back with what we have. I think that's smart, smart items on both parts. Um, obviously, you guys who's listening, if you guys are still listening to us doing this thing that everybody else does while they're sitting around talking to their best friends like me and Josh, uh, you guys let us know if you think we survive in the comments or not. Yes. Or also, uh, like, what would you take? That's also true. Yeah. What would be yeah. your items on a zombie, you know, restocking run to the, to the mall? What would be your five items you would take with you? Um, all right. So what's our, ne- our next scenario? Do you have any scenario ideas? Mm. Do we go, is there, for our final scenario, do we just go full like Mad Max, like apocalypse, like type of thing? And we don't really have any limits on what we can have if, if our fantasy is the limit. So me and you, Mad Max, the world, like, so, um, we got to get across yes. this. There's a stretch of road out in the desert or whatever. and we know there's another town over there that has a safe harbor. We get so get book of there. Eli, book of Eli, Mad Max, the road, but we don't want to kill ourselves. Right. Um, and there's more things. Uh, if you guys have ever, if you guys want to see like the worst or like the, the best post apocalyptic, uh, you know, scenario that's out there, please watch the road, uh, with Viggo Mortensen in it, written the, based on the book by Cormac McCarthy. Cause it is the most bleak and depressing movie 
and you should probably be in a good state of mind when you watch it because it's so. There's a point where they find. Um, we saw that in the theater together, didn't we? <laughs> we saw it in theaters together. Yeah, there's a point in that movie where they find this is this is like the climax of the movie. They find canned fruit, <laughs> and you are like, yes, like you as an audience member are like, yes, yeah, but like. And everything else that's like so mundane compared to so many other post-apocalyptic movies, like yeah, like the fact that they found like some canned peaches in Book of Eli, like, he had a dope like Gen One iPod. Yeah, that he was listening yeah, exactly. to music, and I'm like, I want that iPod. Yeah, Cor- me and my Zune. Um, yes, Cormac, Cormac McCarthy. Yeah, that wrote that book, and it is it is rough, and the movie is horrendous. It is it's a great movie, but man, is it a sad, bleak watch. Very much so. I remember at the end of it, just sitting still in theaters, like, God, I don't think we even like said anything for a minute. No. <laughs> we we're just like, ugh, that no. was that was bad. Was bad. All right, so we've got to get. So, how far do we? Obviously, we got to pick a vehicle. Mm. So let's kind of let's kind of co-op this. You yeah. and I, we have a vehicle. Let's call it 150 miles. That's okay. well within most vehicles. One tank of gas range. Oh, yeah. We got so, a vehicle with a tank of gas. Yep. A vehicle, tank of gas. What vehicle we do? I'm thinking Toyota 4Runner. Oh, yeah. Because they have that. Newer have, or older? No, a new one. And I like the new ones because they have that rear window that rolls down. They all have that. Do they? Yeah, remember, I, I used to own that. I had a 1997 4Runner, don't you remember? And it was the same thing. I put my key in the back. And turn it would roll down. Now it was a lemon. It was like I had like a maroon 1997 Toyota 4Runner, and I got it because I think safari-looking vehicles are dope, like 4Runners and Land Cruisers and that kind of stuff. And so this is the only reason why I bought it. And I bought it from a guy or from a dealership who had got it up north in the United States. So for those of our foreign listeners, the northern part of the U.S. is called like the Rust Belt. Mm. It's because of there's all the cold winter the brine solution that they put on the road to keep the uh, ice off the road causes significant undercarriage rust. And unbeknownst to me, my wheel, uh, what was it? My control arm rusted completely off the off of my back tire, my back wheel. And so it felt like my whole car was about to tip over at any point. It was just wiggling back and forth and I had to go sell it. And that's when I got my little Toyota pickup, my little that's 99 right. Tacoma. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, so, it could be an old one, it could be a new one, but I'm thinking a, a Forerunner. But it's been retrofitted that it has those windows that are just metal plates, but with the little slits in them. Yes. Like just enough to see out of or put like a barrel of a rifle through. Okay. And then you have like one so, of the, the top hatch that you can like flip open the top hatch to like get out to get a 360 view if you need it. Well, sunroof, right? Like, so you got a sunroof. Yeah. Like a big sunroof. Let's see here. What, what? Run flats on the, for the tires. I'm saying a 1997 or 1999 Toyota 4Runner. Okay. Because then it just looks cooler. Right. And also people are like, you guys are really cool guys. Um, what color? M81 Woodland Camo. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll, that, yes. Just perfect. Old school, typical Woodland Camo. Okay. So we've got that. Uh, run flat tires. We have uh, probably an extra tank of gas, like an extra like the jerry gas. cans. 
Jerry, gotta have the Jerry. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Uh, one of those stupid little snorkel things on it, but we'll actually use it, so you know right. it's whatever. Um, push bar, winch. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Headlights. Do the uh, wheels have the little spike things that stick out on the sides of them? I think that would be cool, but like, if we're driving too quick by like another vehicle or something, I don't want to like mess like rip our axle off or something like that. Mm. Like if it hits, I see what something you're saying. Other, if, like a scythe chariot would be great to run through people, but it would if if it hit another Toyota Four Runner, it would probably catapult us. Yeah, I was thinking in Batman logic. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. So, and so headlights. And then it's got to have like those overhead, overhead, like really bright lights. Or like right? the, the, like that you see on the floodlights, the Jurassic Park Jeep that yes. has like the yes. four big round ones. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. That would be perfect. Okay. Correction, I changed my mind. I just want it painted like the Jurassic Park Jeep. <laughs> okay. So we have a forerunner <laughs> painted like the Jurassic Park Jeep with, yes. the, with, with the dinosaur. There's the little logo. Neon green. Yes. Okay, I'm 100%, but then, slightly up-armored. Exactly, but, but and it buys you, even if it's just seconds, it buys you time of the bad guys looking like, is that the Jurassic Park Jeep? <laughs> and they think they're hallucinating, because like, why, how is, what am I looking, they don't even believe that it's, they're looking at it, so that, that buys you time to get away. So. Would the Wienermobile be a better choice then? That would, because everybody knows. That should really throw somebody off. Everybody knows when they see the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile drive by. I remember like seeing the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile probably three times in my life. And I was like, whoa, there's the, wow. like, that's, yeah, everybody, that's the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. And I never once had a violent thought towards it. All right. So we've got our up armored, we've got up, our up armored dr- and Jurassic up, Park. Toyota Forerunner. 1997 Forerunner. Okay. So that's um, our vehicle. Our vehicle set. Do we have the, uh, the wherewithal to, to mount a minigun on top of it? I think that's too much. That's, I think that's right. a little unrealistic. Right. right. Like to be that's able to. Right. I just figured I would ask. Just testing Cause, the waters. Because the electricity alone, you know, that's electric powered. Well, then maybe it. not a minigun, but maybe like a, a fifty. Fifty. I, I would say so. Like a fifty would be s- s- obviously great. Why not like an M two forty Bravo, M two forty Golf, something like that, shooting seven six two. I think. Like an M two forty is like the uh, one of the an automatic weapon used by the military, United States military, a bunch of other militaries, and it shoots a much heavier round than like saw gunner shoots. The yeah, than your standard infantry round. round. It's like it's like a a meant to destroy. You know, more than just personnel. Yeah, yeah, I think that like a little bit heavier, easy because like how much fifty cal am like it'd be hard. That's true. It'd be hard to you'd run out of that pretty quick. Unless you had like a Gal 51 or, or Gal 21 or whatever. What like. is it? That they, is it uh, 762 by 51 that shoots? Yeah, it shoots 762 NATO. Okay. Which right, is, so that's the vehicle. All right, so we got it set, we've got a uh, 762 machine gun on the top, mm-hmm. right? Mad Max, we're going to get across this desert. Um, what are we throwing in there? Well, me personally, I have a... a uh, designated marksman rifle with a like six to 14 optic on it that also shoots seven, six, two. Okay. So that I can use that same ammo if I need it, but as I like it. it is suppressed, you know, I could suppress like Mark 11 or something that I can, you know, reach out 
and, and touch somebody if I had to. Yeah. Or be able to pick off right. a driver from another car following us through the sunroof, potentially. I would want like a stupid, um, <laughs> like a, I'm going to go Mark 12. So the M16A4 chassis set up as a designated marksman rifle, 5.56. Five, uh, just because I think they look hot. Right. They, they look cool. So I would have Mark 12 as my maybe main go-to. Um, and then maybe a shorty carbine. Some yeah, sort. I'd want some kind of like uh, Block 2 uh, M4 or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah like a, a uh, maybe like a twelve five or fourteen five, something you could still maneuver within the car. Fourteen get, and a half, or, yeah, or yeah. eleven seven, yeah, yeah something. Be like able that. to get out through the windows and stuff if you need to. Yep. Okay, all right. So the, we're getting into like real. So Josh and I are, are kind of like uh, weapons nerds as well. <laughs> yeah, FYI. we don't talk about it a whole lot on here, but. In this guy, this is this is why because we get in the weeds. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> this is a Mad Max scenario. Uh, there are no governments, there are no politics, and yep. it's just us trying to get from one place to the other. Yep. So, I would say shorty carbine for me, probably on AR platform, M4 platform, just because that's what I'm, you know, uh, most familiar with. And then, um, <clears throat> do we have access to grenades? Oh yeah. We've got access to an M240 Bravo or M240 Golf. So, yeah, we've got yeah. that. So, actually, so no, I actually take it back. I'm going M4 SOP mod with an M203 on the bottom. There you go. Yeah. Now they're in trouble. Now they're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I'll take the wheel for a minute and you go through the sunroof. <clears throat> with an M203, so we got 40 millimeter. Yep. I would bring 20, 40 mil HEDP rounds and... uh. I would say in, 10 incendiaries. I would say 10 smokes, a few incendiaries, and then like one of like two of those like stinging hornet, like multiple like buckshot things. That you oh, like, right. Yeah. So that's my with a, I'll even say like the, the typical like SOCOM model. I'll, I'll, I'll keep an L can on it, even though I don't love L cans. Right. Just so it has a look. Yeah, just so it has to look. Because it's all about style. You know what I'm saying? It's about being cool. If they kill us, I want them to be in style too. Yeah, right? I want them Whoever. to come up to our bodies and be like, man, these guys. I mean, we're taking their stuff, but at least they look dope. They did look dope. Um, what about, you got to go handgun. What, what are you going with handgun wise? Um, Shadow Systems DR920, I think is what it is. Yeah, the Shadow Systems DR920 pistol. Which is basically a uh, decked out Glock. Okay. With a suppressor on it. Because why not? Um, I'm going to run a Caspian Arms Delta Force model 1911 with a compensator. And the exact same model of Delta Force carried for years and years and years. And then you know what? I'm going to have a Walter PPK stainless. Well, or do we just each have our, our Makarovs? <laughs> yeah, we got Makarovs too. No, for sure. A Walter PPK stainless. Yep. 
just I, because. I want a, I want a PPK as well. Okay. Yeah. Just because. <laughs> I mean, why not? No holds barred. Yeah, why not? It's, it would not work out well at all. No. So, uh, obviously, decent armor, right? We'd want body armor. I'd want, you know, yeah. something level four. Yeah, get some level four armor. Have some uh, NAS, maybe some thermal optics available. Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah, we're yeah, traveling. So we could travel at night. We'll see if, with mine. So, well, so with my SOP mod, I would have a PEG 15 or something on it. Yep. So, I'd have an IR laser, IR flashlight to yeah. illuminate. Um, that could be pretty dope. Imagine driving down the road with me just with like illuminating what little bit of the road I could with a PEC 15 well, they have, driving with nods on. You can just get um, IR. The, the, the spotlights on the top of the car, they're just IR lights. Oh, man. Well, yeah. Look at us. Yeah, so you turn the look lights that. off and you can just flip those on and pull your nods down, your night vision goggles, and drive at night. Okay, all right. So In the dark. Perfect. So we've got that. We've got you know, well, still got my PEC 15, still got all that stuff. You've, we've got nods for both of us. Mm-hmm. So n- night vision goggles with, uh, you know, infrared and all that fun stuff. Um, definitely some flashlights. Yeah. Bring a couple of flashlights. Uh, one of those flashlights that they play on, they like have on like the Instagram ads. And stuff oh, they're like light something. the world's brightest flashlight. <laughs> it's one fifty thousand lumens. Yeah, yeah, I just want one, one of those. those. One of those where I can just point it at another driver as they're trying to come ram us, and it like melts the car, <laughs> um, melt their eyeballs. Perfect. Okay, so what about food? What kind of food are we bringing? Um, Little Caesars, hot and ready. Okay, we got hmm. one little Caesar's hot and ready. <laughs> all right, we found a little Caesar's. Yep. And we made it ourselves. I like it. Yep. They had all the ingredients, just just enough ingredients. They had one leftover crazy bread <laughs> that, they, that they couldn't get rid of at the end of the end of the day. So we took that as and well. It never went bad. This apocalypse it, has been going on for right. so long. They're maybe a little hard, but you know, we, you know, you dip it in the sauce and it and it softens right back up. That's Fine. right. Um Definitely bring in some ghost energy drinks. Yes. Yeah. Gotta have ghost energy gotta drinks. Gotta have that. Again, um, not sponsored, but not sponsored. You can if you want them. to. <laughs> Let's see. Um, peanut butter for you. Still have the same jar of peanut butter. Yeah. Still have that available. It's lasting me no. through the zombies. So peanut butter, same jar of peanut yep. butter. Same jar of peanut butter. Uh, um, uh, bag of Skittles. Bag of Sour Skittles for me. Ooh. Never mind, I don't want Skittles. I want Chewy Spree. Oh, man. That's good. That's a deep cut. That's a deep that, that's, deep that's, cut. Because, oh, like, you're in, you're in, you're in an apocalypse. If, if you don't have some kind of hope or joy in your, in your life, then you're not going to survive at all anyway. So, what? that or, like, some Reese Pieces or something, I'm... I need something to, to brighten my day if, up. If I'm driving a vehicle while drinking cherry limeade ghost energy drink and eating Skittles, sour Skittles, oh, God, the world better watch out. That's all I have to say. Right. That's a force to be reckoned with. That is a force to be reckoned with. I would definitely say we got to have like a bunch of those jugs of water. Right. Maybe in another jerry can just so we get that like which one's the one with the gas in it? Because that would be <laughs> I told funny. you to ride on it. <laughs> I couldn't it. find a Sharpie. 
<laughs> we, ooh, Sharpie. We'll bring some Sharpies. Yep. Um, IFAC. We got to have a couple IFACs. Yep. Some get, get, your turn, get your tourniquets, your hemostatic agents, all that jazz. Hemostatic agents. Also, your Halo chest seal for those. Listen, mm-hmm. if you are guys, if you guys are going to go camping, or you're going to be out in the woods, right, or you're going to do anything, or you're going to be in your vehicle, whatever it is, get yourself a tourniquet. Right. Tourniquets are useful. They're useful as first aid for anybody that has severe hemorrhaging to a limb. Hemostatic agents are good for places that are not like where there's no penetrating chest wound that's not on a limb or whatever, like you're, you're kind of like in your shoulders or your yeah. pelvis area. And then get you a halo chest seal for anybody that has penetrating trauma to the chest or body or whatever. That mm-hmm. way you can you can keep them from developing a sucking chest wound right. significantly. And they increase like. their chances of, of them living. So yeah, so a bunch of those. Um, oh yeah, um, bottle of bourbon. Ooh, which bourbon we bring in? I know you might want that Four Roses single barrel. I do like the Four Roses single barrel reserve. I might would take my bottle of Willet. Willet? Okay. Willet that I have. That's like the best one I've ever had, so... I'm gonna bring a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle just because oh, you didn't like that. You didn't no, like no, that's like I forgot. Like, if anything, it'll have a high sell value when we get to oh. the trader. Yeah, I'm bringing a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle. Especially, I watched. I've been watching the uh, the show. God, what is it called? The Se- the Secret Invasion show that's on Disney. The mm. the newest Marvel thing, and um, Samuel L. Jackson was just selling it. He was on the show. He's like. His bottle of Pappy Van Winkle, you know, just funny. That stuff is um, so expensive. I so, had a buddy I used to work with that he, he was like, he worked as a bartender and he had like at a hotel and one of the, he had, he had business and made friends with a guy who would came there often, you know, every couple months or something that he, you know, they became friends. And this, the guy that was a guest was part of this like big time, like bourbon club kind of thing and so he was always talking about bourbon and all this stuff and anytime he would come he would bring my friend like a bottle of stuff of just these like crazy extravagant or like rare bottles and stuff and he gave him like a bottle of some kind of happy van winkle at one point and it was like a it was a very expensive bottle of whiskey that is a very yeah exactly and i think it'd be delicious i think you got to bring a couple of like not great bottles of vodka along. Yeah, I was just gonna say for trading exactly that, or like you know, you you get some wound, you got to pour the vodka on it to sterilize because that's the the trope that you have to do. That or Molotov cocktail, either one. Also that beautiful. Um, I think if I've got access to forty mil grenades, I'm bringing um at least a bandolier of M sixty seven. I love M sixty seven. That's a throwback to the Mercenaries video game. Mercenaries 1. Yeah. The original PlayStation. Anybody who gets that, then PlayStation you, 2, right? You're an OG. Um, some like M67. Um, little overpressure grenades there. Uh, and probably six smoke grenades. Yeah. Gotta have smokes. Yep. Um, I think that's a pretty good setup. I think it is too. I, I'm trying to think about one more thing that I would want. Um, I think it'd be funny if I had like some Nashville hot chicken that has like 
um, syrup on it. That way, because I so let's also decide right now who's driving. Probably me. What I mean, are you, are you... okay? I, I was stuck in my video game logic. <laughs> this is in, not video game in, logic. In real yeah. life, you have more defensive driving experience than I do. In video game logic, you never drive. <laughs> I never drive in video games. That's the one thing that's nice. Yeah, Josh is the Josh is the dedicated driver. He's the DD in most video games. Yes, I do okay piloting for the most part. No, that's a, game, a completely different case. Yeah, if if it's a some kind of thing, we're both in something. You got to fly. You, you you're great at piloting. That's for sure. All right. So. Me driving? Yeah. You on the 240 when you have to be? Yeah. The, the biggest question is, what music are we bringing? My first, first thing popped in my head was Sabaton. Oh, that is perfect. That's perfect. I think, do we bring back my old Zune? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just trying to think of something that was on there. What is that? Ah, uh, uh, shoot. Watch you spin round to a beautiful oblivion. Rendezvous, then I'm through with you. Yeah, burn, burn like song. a wicker cabinet. What is that song? I don't remember. So, is is that our... That our selection of, of things inside that out by Eve Six. Yeah, inside so, out by Eve Six. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think my like a Zune instead of the instead, instead of the old of, iPod, you get a Zune. Instead of the old iPod, we've got original Zune, and which for those that don't know, that was Microsoft's foray into the MP3 world against Apple. Uh, and I thought it was great. To I be thought they were awesome. You. It is great hardware. <laughs> it was great at the time. Yeah, I loved it um, until it got stolen in St. Louis jerks so i would like to think yeah so do we make it there josh while hyped up on sabaton so we've we've taken that scenario and on on, the, on that basis i of course we make it but now if i if i take all the limiters off what else do we want i've got two things that popped in my head one all the limiters okay go ahead i want to have a shadow fax on standby that I can just whistle and the horse will just come out of nowhere that I can jump from the car to the horse. Okay. And then ride off into the sunset on the horse. If need be, if like the car runs out of gas, I have a horse on standby. Okay. And then the recon drone from the battlefront one. That the, it calls in the orbital strike. It calls in orbital strikes. Okay. All right. Um, I would say for me, it would be a, um, it would be a carton of Tillamook chocolate mudslide okay. um, ice cream, and <laughs> that does that doesn't get it stays right at the perfect temperature, so it's nice and uh -huh. soft, but not low. low. And then, um, one of the gun. I feel, let's see. I'm trying to think of like one of the most OP weapons. I would. I would like to have the the spanker rocket launcher from like halo two or three where it had the lock on feature. Yeah, that's, that would two. be pretty that's... good. I want or like Spartan one laser. of, that would be cool to, 
I would so I would replace the M240 with one of the lasers from the clones gunships. Like the, 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 the beam so, ones? The beam ones. From the That's little balls would, that hang off the side yeah. of the, the thing. Yes. <laughs> But it's a ball turret on top yes. that shoots that beam laser. Yeah, that's what I would want. Yep. On my 1997 Toyota <laughs> 4Runner with the, with the Jurassic Park logo and theme painted yes, on it. specifically. And then a harmonica that I can't play. Oh, I was going to say at that point, yeah, then we're just blasting the melodica version of the Jurassic Park theme song. Yes. Very yes. loudly. But that poor, that really badly done. One. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think we make it there. I think we make it there. And my ice cream, I'm eating it the whole way. And I think with the laser on top, especially now, I think it's. Oh, yeah. It'll just, we're going to get there even faster. Like the horse. Sure. Bad guys, the legions of uh, inbred, radiated people yes. or silver face painted guys. Yeah, they're not, they're not getting done. No. Okay, well, this was a fun. This is a fun yeah. jog down scenario lane, Josh. Honestly, I like scenario um, lane. I, maybe we come up with new scenarios in the future. Yeah, that'd be a, or, that would be a fun thing for one of our guests next time. Yeah. Oh, to run them through some scenarios, or yeah. again, if if any of you listeners, you know, have a scenario you want us to, you know, hypothetically run ourselves through, you can set some limits. You know, you can choose this many items or whatever. You know, yes, yeah, send us a, a comment somewhere, a message, and give us a scenario. We'll Absolutely. Hypothetically deal with it. Absolutely. And I want to throw this out there. This is this is breaking news for us. Uh-oh. Breaking news. We have obviously been hyped up for Baldur's Gate 3 releasing on August 3rd on PC. Josh and I have made a whole episode about it. We've psyched. We're playing it. And we want one of you guys to play it too. Maybe uh, you, got, you have a PC that's good enough to run it. You have Steam uh, on your device. If you do, check out our Instagram at geekETCpodcast. In the next few coming days, I, we are going to have a giveaway with some Ooh. certain, with a couple different rules on it, where we are going to give away a code to Baldur's Gate 3 because we think that you guys should play it too. That's how much we think you guys should play it, that we're going to buy it for one of you. So check oh out gosh, that. Look at the deal. rules. What a deal for free. So check out the check out our our rules um, and check out the post when it comes out and we'll have it on there. You know who else we could have brought with us? Uh, Josh oh, on, on our, this adventure uh, to survive across the wastelands. Yeah, we could have um, brought our crewmates. We could have brought because I mean, as you said so many times, I'm kind of stealing your line, but geeks fight better together. So you they know. do. We could we could have brought our like our patrons, like uh, like. Ben and Tom. Yes. And they could have come along with us and maybe one of them can man the turret while I am eating and one of them can take the wheel while we take a nap on our little journey across the Take shifts. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll take a short rest in the back of the forerunner. If you want to be part of the crew, you can join our Patreon at Geeky DC Podcast on Patreon. And make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, same handle at GeekyTC Podcast. As Josh mentioned earlier, we are going to have show notes. And you're going to be able to listen to the episode on our website at geekETC, or sorry, www.geekETCpod.com. Yes, you can go there, uh, find the uh, show episode page, and just scroll to the bottom. You'll see show notes listed there of uh, some of the things that we talk about during the show. 
And uh, also remember to go subscribe to us on YouTube. Just search Geek yeah. ETC Podcast, all one word, and it'll take you to our channel. You can see our cool little logo there. And yeah, guess a subscribe. Listen to us on there. It's the same show that you hear here, but you get a cool uh, thumbnail with it. So yeah, exactly. And wherever you listen to at, all we ask is that maybe you give us a rating. Um, hop on there, give us whatever rating. I don't care, but throw us a five star, throw us whatever on there so we can help pushing forward on this and getting a broader audience. Yeah. Tell everyone else in the world, you know, leave a review and tell them how we're the best show running uh, fictional apocalyptic scenarios. Yeah. Or that we made horrible choices all the way around because like, like Josh said, if you have this thing you want to run by us, send it and we'll probably feature it in one of our upcoming episodes. Heck yeah, man. I'm excited. Absolutely. Well, geeks fight better together and be looking forward to our upcoming giveaway on Instagram at EKC Podcasts in the next few days. Yes, sir. And whether you're trudging across the wasteland with your best friend trying to survive or you're, you know, sitting by your lawn and eating a jar of peanut butter, whatever you do, always remember to keep geeking out. <laughs>